Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Getting to know you, having a good nose about you, having a gander, looking at what makes you tick. Hello, people, and welcome to Nigel and Lynn's Propaganda a podcast where we invite a guest whom we have so much in common with but have a propaganda and what makes us all different. I did that with my telephone voice. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, it was good. At least you remembered the words again. I'm getting quite impressed with you, really. Yeah, did you like it? That's good. I've been been trying to memorise them off by heart. Nice. Anyway, today we're joined by uh, Anton from Irons United. For those that know what Irons United are, no people, it's not a nightclub. It's actually a YouTube channel. So I would like to say, mm. and welcome to Anton. Good uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. <laughs> Very good. Take it. Yeah, mine's with that dickhead who's on it and when we do it in the week. What's his name? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Sure. Uh, Shillstone, isn't it? I've heard of him. Oh, well, today with Anton, we're going to look at, uh, we're going to ask Anton some questions and then we get to decide uh, whether he meets the criteria. Now, Anton, you've got to declare yourself first. Okay, okay. Should we give him a little bit of an heads up or should we let him get into it and then tell him after? Shall I let him know about the declaration? Yeah. Firstly, uh, Anton, are you on a squeaky bed? (laughs) <laughs> Am I on a squeaky bed? Yeah. No. I, I thought I heard squeaking. <laughs> I might be obviously quite wrong there. Sorry about that. Okay. So, the declaration. Should we tell, should we let him declare himself first whether he's an out of town or out of town or should we give him a bit of bit of the heads up what he's, I mean, it's not going to affect his answer because he's got to be honest, isn't he? Yeah, that's dude. right. That's correct. I mean, the, the, let me just caveat that. The, the, the thing that interests me and why we've got Anton on early is Anton, as you can tell by his accent, is north of the border, as we say. Is it? So, th- therefore, that's not a cocky accent, no? No. no, no really. It's a sweaty but, accent. <laughs> <laughs> Quite frankly. <laughs> we're getting early with the insults. Uh, so, yeah, so there you go, sweaty sock. But where's your dad born, Anton? My dad was a East Ham boy, um, born and bred, born and bred in East London. Um, yeah, so that's the connection. So there you go, there's the connection. So before we ask him to declare, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Now, Len, for mm. you. What? This is what it's all about, Anton. Right, go on. So we come up with a scheme with this podcast, a little format, if you like. First of all, I'm a bit sedated today because I've got a pinched nerve in my back. So you got if I slur a bit, you know, you must forgive me. However, now you got the choice of declaring yourself a towner or an out of towner. Now, if you declare yourself a towner, I don't know if, if um, this is all. Uh, comes down to Nigel's descriptions of tanners and out of tanners. And for this sake, we've made him judge Nigel. Right, okay. Now, if you declare yourself an out of tanner, we can both cross examine you at the county court. <laughs> not, not, not with judgmental people, although that happens to be the case. But we can cross examine you at the county court, and you're judged. And planning permission is awarded or denied. The more savvy the out-of-towner, the more planning permission he gets to climb the out-of-towner property ladder. 
So depending on what the, your answers are or what you say today, we get the judger with how big your house can be. We give you sort of planning permission to build your out of town or house. Right, okay. Now, if you declare yourself a towner, I'm going to act as your barrister and we're going to take on Judge Khan for towner status at the town court where Judge Khan will pass sentence whether you're a towner or an out-of-towner. Now, what do you want to do? Oh. You're having your day in court, whatever. Either way, I've got my day in court. But yeah. By the letter of the law, in theory, I'm going to be an out-of-towner. I think that's wise, really. Annoyed, I mean, to be honest, it will be, it'll be a tough gig for me to be, you know, your solicitor at the best of times. Yeah. But after a painkiller pain and a pint, you don't stand a chance, really. <laughs> Not with that accent. So you're going to declare yourself an out-of-towner? I'll declare myself an out-of-towner with some uh, with some decent, decent towner knowledge. Oh, this could be interesting. What have you got to say, uh, Judge Khan? Opening thoughts. Well, opening thoughts. If we was going by the Republic of Ireland football team criteria under Jack Cholton, I mean, this man's got a got a, got a case to to be in the town. Right. What you're saying is the, the paternal and, connection. And it well, a town as what we say is a state of mind. Yeah. So, if his upbringing by his father makes him a towner by default, we possibly may transfer him. Mm. Oh, but we'll see how he gets on in the county court. Yeah, and then you can up, you know, you can escalate the case to the town court if you think that's the yes. case. So should I sort of, you know, let the insults him? begin? Well, yeah, really. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Oh, before I start, right? Uh, I look. I I don't know Anton very well. I've only kind of got to know him recently. But he's um he's one of the many people that's ordered a portrait for me, yep. and he he sent him he he he's very polite Anton over the email, and uh, he sent me a photo. He's got a lovely wife, lovely wife and family. <laughs> show me the photo. Well, he didn't show me the photo. He gave me the photo to sort of to draw the picture. But you know, it's good to have a nose and judge people. Yeah. <laughs> so he's doing well. Is he punching? I can admit that I am punching you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't say. I'm not really. I don't know what makes a handsome man and what don't, because I haven't seen you in person. You might have an aura about you. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) I don't carry myself well. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Let's get. Did did you want to, you know, did you want to warm him up yourself, Nigel? Because I'm struggling to remember where I put me the question. Um, well, let's, let's go back. So obviously let's start at the beginning. Um, a Scotsman supporting West Ham. Yeah. Difficult as a kid. Yeah. hundred percent. I grew up in the West coast of Scotland. So you either apparently, according to the letter of the law, supported Celtic or Rangers. So when you've got this little lad running around wearing a West Ham kit and on top of that, supporting England, um, it added <laughs> a lot of fuel to the fire. And uh, I didn't get involved in a lot of their debates because I had no single bit of interest in any other football except for West Ham. So, yeah, I was. I, you could probably say to a certain extent I was borderline bullied as a kid, but I wasn't because I was a big lad, so I could always uh, always stood up for myself. But, um, yeah, my mum my my was a proper soldier, though. I mean, she's a... Little Irish women who, who used to take me out wearing a West Ham kit, wearing an England kit, in and around Scotland. People used to make a comment, and she'd be like, "Mind your own business." So yeah, a bit tough. Nice. Do you feel sorry for me yet? No, uh, <laughs> no. It's kind of struck. I can't even get my head around it. Let alone feel sorry for you. I know, Len. But listen, the only way I can. So there was a Scottish kid. Yep. In an England top. Why didn't you like Scotland? Walking man, the west coast of Scotland, with his Irish mum. Yep. Welcome to my world, mate. Len, why why not Scotland? I, I, there is really no reason except for the fact that, you know, I looked up to my dad growing up and yeah. he, wore his, he wore the West Ham strip, he wore the England strip and 
for me, I never defined myself where I was born. I defined myself from what my upbringing was, and and that was it. I only I only ever knew England and West Ham. My dad never rammed it down my throat. I mean, I'm I'm the youngest of six kids, but I'm the one that really took to West Ham more than the rest. Do you know what? Uh, that's uh, when you said that. I look up to my father. I'm looking at your ass now. Your ass that you could be be getting given. I see a stable and horses now. After saying that, it's a, it's a great start. I don't mean I don't want to sort of get your hopes up already. It's early doors. We're only ten minutes in. Yeah. You could get a planning permission for a good bit of out of town and property here. Anyway, right, right. I'm going to test you. Okay. I'm going to give you a match day stall. This hypothetical question, of course. We're at Upton Park, by the way. I'm going to give you a match day stall. What are you selling on it? Oh, match day stall. What am I selling on it? Do you know what? See, as a kid walking down Green Street, seeing all those stall holders, I wasn't interested in the sweets. I was never interested in... It was always the T-shirts. Right. Always, it was always a, a scenario on the T-shirt um, that happened in a game prior, you know, prior if something was controversial. The one that yeah. always sticks in my mind was when uh, Julian Dix stood in John Spencer's head. Oh, right. And uh, I remember saying to my mum as I was a kid, I was like, oh, can I get that T-shirt? And she was like, absolutely. And she bought it for me. And I think when I wore it back up here, everyone was like, my God, that's quite an offensive T-shirt. But I was like, well, listen, he's my favourite. As he was a Scotsman on the floor with the with his head <laughs> Let's not forget that. So, uh, yeah, if I had a stall outside Upton Park, I would sell T-shirts of famous scenarios over the oh, years. That's another good answer. Not, you know, a decent value product. So how far we're going back there? I mean, cool, I'm thinking 96, 97, that occurred. Was that not before that, though, Nigel? Before that, wasn't it? It was before that. I think it was at the Daily Mail. Oh, God, I said that out loud. What are we looking at, 95, then? Um, 91, I think. No, no. No, it was, was, it was, it was 93, back. 94. So it was, it was 94, I reckon. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was after he came back from Liverpool. Yeah, I think that was like yeah, the old yeah, era. Same in the club, yeah. When when Hoddle was a manager. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah, you're right, it was. So 95, 96, um, around that time. Yeah, I think Nin- you're right. I think it is 95, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, no, that that you know, that that's the stuff that sticks in my mind and on a school night as well. Yeah, and yeah. I was there. And I was there. Wow. Which was always a big thing, you know, growing up, I didn't just support the club, but I was fortunate enough to have family that lived around the corner. So at every single occasion we were down as, and, and, and I, you know, listen, I'm not going to deny I had a good upbringing. So um, we, we went on good holidays and we managed to come to London a lot. So I was, I was at a lot of games for a kid who lived in Scotland. Oh, that's interesting, Sam. You've got a good upbringing because that's leading me on to my second question. Do you want to hear it now or? You ready for it now? Did you want want to, whatever you want? All right, anyway. Now, Anton, you're 14 years old again. So, what year would that be off the top of your head? Oh, uh, add 14 years to your birthday as a nine, clue. Nine, 98. All right. It's 1998. You get to choose your dad's new car within his budget. What car are you choosing? VW Campervan. The reason what, a new why? one? No, an old one. Oh, you'd like to talk to my brother. He's into all that. Yeah, and my and my uh, my wife's my father in law. He's into them as well. But yeah, um, why would I buy him that camper van? Because his memory of travelling to the nineteen eighty FA Cup final. Um, and, did in the camper van. Yeah, in a camper van, and in all the he um, all the games prior to that as well. So I think they travelled in a. I'm sure he said. I'm sure he said, and he's got a picture of it. Of him with a maroon, a maroon camper van, claret right. camper van, I should say. Right, nice, Anton. You just have to excuse me. I want to approach the bench to judge Khan. Nigel, yeah, this bloke's a bit cooler than I thought it'd be. I told you that's why we got him on. <laughs> it's a tough one. Yeah, I know. We have to break him down somehow. Yeah. Mm. All right. You got anything to ask him or? I've got one more question left. You do yours. I'll line up one. All right. Okay. 
Right, and Tom. <laughs> you're 12 years old, so that'll be 94? Uh, 90, 90, 96. Sorry, I'm... 96. The year, the year I was mascot for West Ham. Oh, hello. Nice. So, well, we can visualise you now. Yeah. He's about yeah. six foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the pictures. So you're 12 years old and you're auditioning for Lionel Bart's musical, Oliver, at school, mind, at school. Which part do you audition for? Oh, it's got to be Fagan. It's got to be, because I'll tell you why. You didn't have a beard then, did you? You what? You didn't have your beard then, did no, you? No, 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 but, but you can always put one of them on. And uh, the, the key factor to Fagan is the accent which not many of my friends could do. Um, yeah. And the, the, you know, having something, a bit of something about you. And I was always confident. I was a confident lad, definitely a confident lad. Not too confident, not cocky, but I know Fagin is quite cocky, but uh, yeah, do you know what? See, see, see growing up watching a bit of Oliver, I, I just, I just loved putting on the Cockney accent. So I was just like, oh, what, mate, oh, what, Kavna? And I was, I apologise for that. Listen, I apologise for that. But uh, it would definitely be Fagan, 100%. Something about him and I couldn't, you know, I had the blonde hair. I had the blue eyes. So people could have said I could have been Oliver, but it's got to be Fagan all day long. You'd have been a bloody big Oliver, to be fair. <laughs> I think yeah, I would you wouldn't look too poor. You'd be unconvincing when you asked for more. I was going to say, they, I've probably been up 10 times before that time. So, hmm. <laughs> So yeah, Fagan, Fagan. My brother played Fagan actually in a in a in a a show back in the day. So did he? Yeah, and he's he is actually he is a Cockney. Is he? Yeah, three. So if your brother was on here, he could declare himself a Tanner. Yeah, hundred percent. He was born in well, born in Barking. Essex. Yeah, I know. I know. The River Roding is the um is the cut off. All right. Okay. So I think I prefer to. Call it the rodding, <laughs> but you know, doesn't matter. All right, Judge Khan, what are you going to ask our guest here? He's, well, he's standing through this. He's, how many of your brothers and sisters then were born? So, was you the only one born in Scotland then? No, no, the six of us. So, three of us were born in, in down south, and three of us were born up here. And your brothers and sisters, what are they like when it comes to football? Um. They like it. They're they're all they all they're all. In actual fact, all six of us are declared West Ham and England fans. Um, really? Yeah, all six of us. Even the two sisters that were born up here with me. Um, but they're not as into football and or West Ham to the extent that I am. Although, because I took to it to this the way I did when I was a kid, when we went to the games, my two sisters just above me, they used to come with me all the time and uh so they've got they've got great memories as well and we always found ourselves in situations when we were down there we always got really lucky like we always bumped into players and ended up inside the the, the hospitality suites or whatever and met players and all that sort of stuff but really you did a gangster or something <laughs> no i think my mum just was uh she just played on maybe played on the accent and went ah. went, went a bit yeah, well, he sounds like you come from a long way, doesn't it? Well, I'm getting a picture of his dad being a bit like Mike Baldwin. So there's this cut. I like the north. sound of this. Isn't it? Well, in the oh, yeah. Text now, he's one of my heroes, Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah. Was he like that, Anton? What yeah. was his trade? My, my dad. My, oh, how do you describe my dad? Nigel, I mean, you, you haven't seen my dad for a long time, have you? No. So, um... Oh, I don't know how to describe my daddy's back. We should day. do. He's your dad. Yeah, I know, but you know, he, he was, he, he was, he was. Do you know what he was? A he ran his own business. It was successful, yep. very yep. successful. He was a salesman. Yep. He he knew how to smooth. Right. Um, I suppose you could say he was tall, dark, and handsome. Right. So- <laughs> What was his business? You say he ran his own business. Yeah, textiles. He manufactured. Uh, you ready for this one? Kilts, laundry. Gee, it's still coming out now, isn't it? Laundry. <laughs> um, you scratch the surface. <laughs> you scratch the surface. I think it's Mike Baldwin, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's Mike Baldwin. Baldwin. 
Be knickers. Yeah, knickers. Yeah. <laughs> no, he had, a, he had a good contracts. He had um, he had he had contracts with Lara Dow, um, Marks and Spencer, CNA when they were back in the day, and Summers. Yeah, <laughs> he's got some shares in them. <laughs> no, this is, do you know what? Do you know what, Judge Kind? No, we've we've found it a five star out of towner. This is typical out of towner behaviour, <laughs> isn't it? Really? Well, the business started in the business started in East London, and then oh, did it? Yeah, whereabouts? Uh, well, just literally in East Ham. And he had that. They had a factory. They had like, not not a big factory, quite a small warehouse factory. But my dad was wanting to scale up. And when he wanted yeah. when he wanted to scale up, the opportunity to scale up, there was more opportunities. Either it was either north of the border, as and as in Scotland where we live, or um, Ireland. I think it was Dublin at the time. And then my dad had an opportunity for New York. But what did he do? He chose Scotland. <laughs> Imagine you being a New Yorker. Do you ever wonder that? Yeah, it does. It does always kind of cross your mind a bit, but I don't know if it's as, it'd probably be even more confusing what it, than what I am just now. So yeah, because you'd no doubt follow the same path anyway, wouldn't you? Because if you say it's from your father, yeah, then you're going to still whether you live in New York, New Jersey, New Amsterdam, probably the same place. Yeah, <laughs> then um, you'll still be a West Ham fan. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean it goes. I mean it. Yeah, just. It, so, like you said, Nigel, there's there was three of us. Three of us were born up here. Three of us were born down there. But they they didn't take to it as much as me. And I always asked my dad that. I was like, you know, I've got a little boy, and I'm like, what do you do? Did you force me, Dad? Did you force me? And he's like, no, not at all. He said, I did. I did give you some of the clothes. Like you wore the, you know, he found a picture of me when I think must have been three, and I'm wearing the West Ham pajamas. So it's it's obviously been ingrained in me from a young young age. When do you remember yourself personally being a West Ham fan? Or when did you first go to the game, either one? My first my first official live game was Tony Cotty's second debut against Liverpool where he got sent off at Anfield. Oh, really? Yep. Where well, were you there? I must have been... Uh, 94, 94, 95. Was it that? So you'd have been what? 10? I think I was about 10, yeah. That was my first live game. Um, I, I, yeah. But I'd been watching, obviously watched it a lot. Uh, my, I grew up watching a lot of the old games with my dad. We had, do you remember when Sky Sports had Sky Sports Gold? No, I don't, mate, to be honest yes, with you. I, I never read it then. Yeah, so, I mean, I, my, my, dad, my dad's been a very fortunate football fan, so he saw a lot of great players, not just West Ham, but worldwide players, the staff in Opuskis, all that sort of stuff. So I grew up watching Sky Sports Gold and my dad would talk to me. So I'd take a keen interest in, in all these players. So I got to watch a lot of the old games. So, you know, when you talk about like West Ham 64, 65, 75, 80, it's not just about, I looked into the knowledge of, of who played in that game. I physically watched those games as a kid. So I took a, I took a keen interest in the old games and I loved all you know, I, I, I like how Nigel looks into his history. So I took a keen interest in the history. And I used to, as a kid, write down my own match reviews of the game. So I'd write down who started, um, who scored, and my little review of each of the games at the end. Of oh, it. okay. So, yeah, my, my, my earliest memory, I mean, I don't know, really. I'm just trying to... I can tell you when the game was. Yeah. 10th of September, 1994. There you go. Mm. And it, you know what? I'm sure that I would have gone to a game a lot earlier, but there was an incident happened in London with a, I don't know if it was like a, a IRA bombing, was yeah, it? An IRA bombing, and I couldn't, we couldn't go. So I think my mum then had a bit of fear and didn't take me for a couple of years. Welcome to our world, there. Yeah. I remember when you said the, the year of it. I remember at that time. Uh, there was a lot of that going on there. Yeah, there was, yeah. So I remember as a kid thinking I was so excited and got let down and I didn't really understand yeah. at that age what the situation was. So I was gutted, but then I yeah. got to go to the um got to go to the Tony Cotty away game. And that was my first one. And then he got sent off and we got beat, so No no actually. Oh no no, sorry, yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah. No no. You've done a lot then by the sound of it, really. It was good back then. No, no, 
I don't remember that game, to be honest. I remember been getting sent off, but I don't remember the... Well, you wouldn't really if there was no goals. There's not much to remember. Is there? <laughs> just the, just the, it was just the, the Tony Cotty connection, I suppose. It was the sky blue top with the two clout hoops, similar to the 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 top we're wearing now, but obviously not with the, the gap. Not as much of a gap with the hoop. Yeah, I remember that. remember exactly what I was doing now. It's all coming I mean, back to me. But I mean, you know... Even though that was my first live game, I mean, I had the uh, I had the Bukta BAC Windows strip. Yeah, I had I had it all. So you know, that's what I drew you in, didn't I? Yeah, didn't yeah, I? yeah. That was my first. Yeah, game. did you have a name on the back? What player's name would would you have chosen on the back? I think my. Do you want to know my real first player I had on my back? Matthew yeah. Rush. Yeah, Matthew Rush. What was you thinking? I had a lot of confidence. Do you know what, mate? I, I actually really thought he was a great player. And it was only when I was older that I looked back into his history and realised that he just sounded like he didn't want to be a footballer. Really? Yeah. Because look- I recall, funny enough you saying that, I recall having a, um, a lot of excitement, a lot of confidence, a lot of faith in him. Because seeing, it might be because of his name was Rush, but seeing how many goals he used to get in the South Eastern combinations when you bought the programme at that time, it was quite impressive. Yeah, yeah. And I had high hopes, and they started relatively hard. I remember been getting two almost identical headed goals from corners at the edge of the area. Or am I dreaming that? I'm pretty sure he did. He got, he got, he, he got a few. He never, again, like I said, when you look at, it wasn't, he wasn't into football. He just had a talent, but his head wasn't in the game. It wasn't because his head was in the wrong place. His head was in the place where he just wanted to... I think he's... I, I, I've got a suspicion he went to university. I think he's really well-educated. I'm sure he's probably in a decent job now. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to look into it again. But um, at the time, I remember having so many high hopes for him, thinking, you know, run down the wings. Um, and I feel like... I feel qualified enough to call it the chicken run because I sat in it. Not the official chicken run but you know the 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 old east stand that we sat in yeah i was part and parcel and of oh, so you never went on the terrace there no i, I was unfortunate enough not going I, I could i didn't get onto the terrace there but i grew what up what time was the terrace replaced nigel what year uh the, the lower east was the last i believe i remember I, I remember there was there was a big demo um one year i think in 93 and so the club relented and gave it another year. So I'm guessing it was the start of the 94 season. Centenary year? Right yeah, 94-95 yeah. that was the um, around the time that the Bobby Moore stand opened. I think, I think it may have been the um, – because obviously the North Bank's last stand was against Southampton in 93, even though we did play the next day against the Republic of Ireland in Tony Gale testimonial, which I was That's at. That's right. Um, so which was the real North Bank last stand, technically. And that would have been 90... Well, no, that would have been 94. So about that time, 94, 95, would have been the end of the East stand in all seating. Um, the Taylor report came in in the early 90s, obviously after Hillsborough, which was 89, for the rush for all seasons. Obviously, it was all tied up with the bond scheme. So the bond scheme would have been 92. So it must have been 94, 95, the demise of the East Stand. I mean, I sat I, I sat in the old West Stand. Um, so I had a couple of times I had the pillars that were in my way. Um, oh, right, yeah. But to be honest, when I was that age, I didn't really care. I was, I was there. I was brought up on them pillars. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> you learned the sway. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just growing up listening to my dad because he was the chicken run. So I was always desperate to get across there. And that's why for the last few seasons at Upton Park, I... So if you're going to choose an area, so we're going to transport you back now to Upton Park, right. where, where are you going to go? What do you mean in the stand? To choose, yeah. So we, you got to choose where you're going to sit. Where are you going to go, sit or stand at Upton Park? Uh, pr- probably the chicken run because my last couple of seasons at the with my season ticket were sitting there, um, right on the corner beside the away fans. Uh, loved it. Absolutely loved it there. It was great fun. And I met quite a lot of really nice people. And... Yeah, so I'd probably I would definitely go back there. I had Bobby Moore lower for 
So what happened was I, I ended up getting a season ticket and I had a season ticket for about 10, 10 odd years. Before that, we'd just go down and get tickets and go to the games. I used to play amateurish football up here, got a really bad injury and needed to vent my form of watching football or playing it or whatever. And my dad said, well, you get a season ticket for West Ham. And I was like, okay, done. <laughs> and that was it. Bobby Moore lower for, I think it was six years, I think it was. And then East Stand for three or four years. And now obviously where we are now. So yeah, choose East Stand. So if you travelled down, what would you do? Where would you stay? Uh, my auntie, she lived around the corner, literally literally around the corner. Um, ah. Kimberley Road, I think I said that. Yeah, right. Yeah. That name rings a bell. Yeah. So just uh, one road up from the central, or two 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 streets up from the central. Yes. Up. And uh, the Yeah, just off Barking Road. So yeah, we'd always go down, always stay there. Very fortunate enough to have family connections. So um if I was going down with my mum at the time when I was young enough, we'd jump down on a train nine times out of ten, go down on a train. And then the older I was getting, I lived near two well-known airports, Presswick and Glasgow, jump on a plane. Flights back then were, were cheap as chips. Get to Stansted and then jump across to uh, Tupton Park and, and I would stay for the weekend and then head back up that way. Wow. Obviously before you was married. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. On the first date, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I brought it up. I brought up West Ham and I brought up season ticket because I felt like it had to be brought up. It was an important part. But now, you know, it was quite. I was quite clever with it. I, I kind of sold it to her because I was like, listen, I do like going down there. Of course I do. And, and But I think you'll like it. So if you come down, maybe you could head to Lakeside, <laughs> do, a little, <laughs> do a little bit of shopping, and I'll go to the game and then we'll meet up after and do it that way. So she kind of got into it. She never. She came to a couple of games but that's it. But she's no, she's she she's yeah. She knows the situation. So, uh, well, it's 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 funny when you hear stories like that. That um, when when you're a local, you just take it for granted how easy it is to get to the ground. So your journey would say, I mean, if you was going to go there and back, what time would you be catching a flight? If I tell you, I mean, now, if I do it now, I can do the whole thing in, in 24 hours easily. Well, even less than that. Sorry, that's a lie. So let me tell you the scenario now. Let's say no COVID was here and it was a game on Saturday and it was a three o'clock kickoff. I would jump, I would leave my house at five o'clock in the morning. I would get to the first train station and that would take me up to Glasgow Central. I'd get from Glasgow Central, I'd jump on the train, which is direct to London King's Cross. And I would be sitting probably at the supporters club at, at half 12, one o'clock. And then the kickoff, three o'clock, 345, 445. I could, in theory, have another pint if I wanted to. But just to guarantee that I can get home, because I have got a wife and two kids back here. So to justify me going away for a game, I head straight back to King's Cross. I jump on the train back to Glasgow. I get the last train from Glasgow down to where I live and I walk in my door about one o'clock in the morning. 21 hours. Mate, stay in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, sleep well when you get home. Yeah, but do you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, mate. Like sometimes in the train journey on the way back up, it's uh, you can sleep on the train as well. Like it's, uh, it, the way I've done it now is it's it, it works really, really, really well. Um, I actually prefer the train than I do flying. Uh, just because you can't, I mean, sometimes the flights were delayed, etc. But I was very fortunate with the flights; they were. I never had many delayed flights or anything. So, oh, you saying I missed the T then when you said you put it not flying? But Nigel, you Nigel, you said there about like you you take it for granted when you live so close. Where I've I've grown up not knowing anything else, but have been desperate to have what you have, which is. You take it for granted. I, I always say that to my wife. I say that to my mates, I'm, even to my dad. What would I do if West Ham lived, if, I, if it was literally five minutes down the road? I mean... You'd always get to the game late. Yeah, like Nigel. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you know, the closest you are, it's like when you work, the, the, the closest someone lives to the factory, the later they are coming in. I mean, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you a brief story, a very, very brief one. I took a job in London 
when I was older before I got married. Yeah. Because of the job. Because it was close to the football. Because it was West Ham, yeah. And the job uh, well, And where did you live? I lived in Stoke Newington. <sighs> right. Okay. And the job, he's lost the bedroom. The job He's lost the bedroom now. <laughs> You can fuck the stable. That's fucking oh, gone. Oh, let's see where we. What what year are we talking? Oh mate, uh, God, eight, nine, ten, maybe twelve, maybe I don't know. When I was twenty, maybe thirteen, thirteen, That's fourteen. Pre hipster days, isn't it? To be fair, no, we're still no, rough and ready, stung. No, 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 it was two thousand and six. It was two thousand six. Listen, it didn't last this long, is, and this is when it all happened. <laughs> it didn't last long because the job. I mean. You, you don't move just because of that. You've got to move for the right job, and I didn't, and I, I, it was a disaster in the end. So, because it's funny, I was going to ask you as part as, as, as part of the cross examination, like if you was going to choose to live in London, where would you choose? But the fact that you've already admitted that you've lived now in Stoke Newington, well, N uh, sixteen, I believe, is the postcode. Of yeah, Stoke it doesn't really count. No, I didn't live there long. I mean, uh, yeah, what map was it? So off, off Castle and Road, was it? Oh, I, I don't know, mate. I just remember. You must know where you live. It, know, it, wasn't, it wasn't long enough. I mean, to be honest, I went through a bit of a, it was a crap time because I went down, like I said, for the football and ended up realising that, oh, right, I'm an adult now and I've taken a job that I don't like and it's a disaster. And So it was a bit of a stressful time. So. Okay. Yeah. He's hiding something, Judge yeah. Carl. <laughs> he's, he's not something he's not telling us. Suddenly, it's taken a great turn. It's possible we may not have been alone. That's what I, <laughs> I, I, I see. Uh, now we're seeing. Now we're seeing the deceptive side of him. Yeah. Yeah. What is your job, Anton? I'm a. I'm a I'm what is it? I'm a business advisor. A business advisor. Yeah. What does that mean? You advise businesses of what growth, growth potential. So. I'll work with businesses who are in specific sectors who want to take their business to the next stage. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I think he might have lost another fucking bedroom. Oh, no, come on. Well, he's lost me, to be fair. Um, <laughs> I, think a clue like a I think Paul Nolan does that also. That's uh, the, the sofa, I think. Yeah. In, yeah. He's still it's never been out to tell gone, me what he does. It's all gone Pete Tong. It's all gone Pete Tong. No, as you can, you can, you can rectify it. Business advisor. All right. Yeah, business advisor. Okay. It's a lot more exciting than what it sounds, to be fair. It need to be, really, to be fair. Yeah. I, can't I, don't, do I don't really understand with them, them kind of, you know, them yeah. kind of roles. But, you know, yeah. Right, let's just get my red pen out. <laughs> <laughs> right. So if Matthew Rush was the first, who's the best? On the back of my top. Mm. Dicks. Mr. Julian Dix. I mean, that guy, I remember being a kid. I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie here. I was maybe 13, 14, and my mum still chose my haircut, right? Right. So I was under the thumb in those in those terms. But Julian Dix came to the club. He had a bald head. Yeah. He was we hero. didn't always, Well, when he first came to the club, he didn't. No, I know. So yeah, I, no, I mean, I, rem, I do remember him. You, you mean time. the second time when he came back? Yeah. I mean, I remember him from that time as well when he was at the club originally. Yeah. But with the second time when he came back, he had the bald head, and and yeah. and I was a defender, and I just thought, oh my god, man, this guy's quality, and he scored goals, and he was up for no crap, and all that sort of stuff, and the stamping yeah. on the head, etc. <laughs> and uh, I think a lot of people of your generation would have to go for Dix. I remember that time really; it was the only sort of. I can't think of any other player you would choose. Well, I mean, if you go into that era, you got the, the Bishop, 
Yeah, Martin Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. You know, yeah. I understand that, but I'm just trying to. I mean, listen, I got, yeah. I got, I got to see the tail end of Alvin Martin. Uh, I've always got an affiliation for Steve Potts, Tim Breaker. I loved Ludo. Like, you know, Ludo's been a big part of the club as well at the time, but Julian Dix for me, 100%. I mean, to the point where I went and shaved my head as a kid and my mum went mental, but, and then I had my confirmation and I wanted to choose Julian as the name and my mum was like, no, you're not having Julian as the name, so. Uh, oh, you're a religious person, are you? No, I'm not really, but. <laughs> Your mum is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Southern mm. Island, Southern Island, Tipperary. Yeah. Is that another red pen? Have I lost another um, No, not necessarily. I've just gained not an apple. Not necessarily. <laughs> Judge has another one off. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All noted. You got any more questions for him, Nigel? Trying to think now. I mean, we, we, we've covered quite a bit, actually. We haven't we? He's in, flew in, in, everything. Yeah, he's, he's flown fruits. He's Thought actually, you know, taught us how to do it, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just come in off your pie round. I've got the backache. You know, it really is. He's in a better, he's done this better than us. But you know, well, we're, in, we're a couple of judges, so we're in yeah. the right place. For, for me, it, it, I mean, we well, let's let's throw this back at him then. Yeah, and on you've listened to me uh, uh, laugh at the Atanas as I called them. Yeah. Uh, how do you see that? What do, what do you think I mean when when I sort of do that? I don't I, I don't I don't have a problem with it, mate. I grew up. I went to games. I've been to pubs. I've walked into pubs where people have heard my accent and people have stopped and turned around and gone, what are you doing here? And then suddenly get questioned a couple of times on, really, West Ham? Why? Explain it. And then, well, if you are, tell me, when did we win the Cups? Who scored the goals? I'm not saying it made me look into the history more. It just made me appreciate what, well, the club I supported, I suppose you could say. So, uh, Nigel, I know you. I know there's a lot of banter there. I know there's a little element of out-of-towners in terms of... There is out-of-towners that are new, the, the new breed. I get that. I'm definitely not new breed. Um, So I don't know, mate. I don't take offence. I don't take offence. I've, I've grew up in an area which is predominantly, you know... Celtic versus Rangers, west coast of Scotland. They hate each other with a passion. Never had an involvement in it. So you haven't got a preference, no? No, none. West Ham, that's it, mate. Even though your mum's obviously a Catholic? Yeah, no, nothing, no. So she she have a preference or? No, she's, uh, she, she she didn't. She I mean, listen, she grew up in Tipperary, so, I mean. That's a long way. It's a long yeah, way, Yeah, it's mate. a long way to go. And uh, when she met my dad, I mean, she she moved over to London to get away from I suppose you could say poverty in in in, in the depths of Southern Ireland. So whatever stuff my dad had, my mum hadn't saw. My mum was like ten years behind what what London had at the time. So yeah, she moved into London to 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 try and get a life, and then obviously met my dad from there. So no, she's not what, East London. She moved to or yeah uh, yeah ah uh, yeah she did. What part? Do you remember? Do you know? No, I, I don't actually. She, in actual fact, I think initially she moved to. I want to say she moved to oh, um, Tottenham Court Road. Oh, really? I want to say that's where she was initially, and then um, my auntie and uncle used to have the license or the the, the pub owners, not the owners, but the, what do you call it when you take over a pub? Lease, not the landlords. Yeah, yeah. Landlords for the carpenters back in the day. What the carpenters? Oh. My carpenters on off. Not yeah. the carpenters running what Stratford or just off Tottenham Court Road. Stratford. Oh, okay. Back like years and years and years ago, years ago when the players used to go into the pub. Well, they went there, did they? Yeah, the carpenters' uh, arms. Yeah, and including Frank Lampard Senior. So they've got an image with him. They've got a picture of them two standing with him standing having a drink. In the pub as it is now? No. I, well, no. Listen, I'm told right. that. <laughs> so, yeah. No. Uh, we'll, we'll caveat that. Is that. Obviously, the carpenters 
arms what is now was not built. what it was then. <laughs> yes, was not what it was. It was rebuilt when they rebuilt the estate. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's a bit different. Yeah. To the original um Carpenter's Arms yeah. pub, which would have been more of your traditional yeah. um old fashioned type bowling style pub yeah. with the different bars laid out in that way. Yeah. The saloon bar and whatever they called them. Yeah. So I think my mum's my mum's uh, integration into football never had any until she met my dad. And then that was it. She only really ever knew West Ham. Judge Khan, has Anton got a case for a town estate this year? Now listen, I want to... His mum's lived in the East End, his father's from the East End, and he, he moved to a North London postcode, though, didn't he? See, if we weigh up the pros and cons here, so... And, and at the end of the day, what we both agree is is, is that it's a state of mind, as yeah. Say, in a way, I think he might have that state of mind. Yeah, that, well, this is the thing because he's shown enough for me to have some, you know, for some independent thinking. It, do you know what it was? It was the camper van thing. I give a fuck what my dad wants or what looks best or whatever. I want a camper van, and just that's what he's saying is I want the freedom of it all. Don't let Scotland define me. I want to know I can jump in the camper van and be a Londoner, be a tanner. That's what I'm hearing from him. Yep. He's impressed me. I'm a little bit shocked, really. I was I really wanting to rip the, you know, rip the strings, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> and he's actually quite impressed me a little bit. As you were, Judge Khan, you know, just... Yeah, I mean, in... in... In my summing up, I, I would look at it. Obviously, I would look and, and think that his parents, uh, his mum, came over into the East End. His dad uh, from East Ham, uh, and then they've obviously brought their kids up in the way that they were brought up. Yeah, as such, and and therefore that that tanism perhaps is handed down into Anton perhaps so much, you know, the, 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 you know, for someone to want to get up at five o'clock in the morning, which there are a lot of people to do with, with out of towners. I mean, let, let, let's go for, for the kill. So if you was, um, do you think you could ever live in the area? Did you ever want to live? Did you ever think, oh, I wished I lived near the ground? Growing always, up, or growing up as a kid, was you know, did you think, oh, I'm glad I live in here or wherever? No, g- growing up, I'm not going to lie to you remotely. Yes, 100%. I wanted to live in the area, but that's because where my auntie lived in Kimberley Road. Yeah, I mean, she, but you'd rather live in Stanford, do you'd rather been a hipster? Well, she had, she, well, she had a, she had a nice house, and she was across the road from a big park, like, but, and it was <laughs> not for you. That's what you said. <laughs> No, I loved it. I loved it. But, you know, there's no denying that the area's changed. I've I, I've been there several times with my dad. My dad doesn't recognise it. He, he feels uncomfortable, all that sort of stuff. So, no, I, I mean, my auntie's moved out of the area now. She wants away. She went, she got away from the area. So, um, I wanted to live there as a kid, desperately wanted to live there as a kid. I would, I would have spent all my summers, Easter holidays, Christmas holidays down there. No problem at all. Market stall or supermarket? Market stall. Right, okay. But that's not just that's not just because of you know we went to the market everywhere we went when we were in Ireland it was market stalls when we went to London it was market stalls we never had a lot of market stalls where we live up here in Scotland so um, you know my my cousins have market stalls and still do and they've got one actually in the uh, the old Stratford shopping centre right now. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Bags. Mm. Bags. Mm. So, yeah, um, I'm used to kind of growing up, going to going to market stalls. I think... What do you think, Anton? Where does your heart lie? In relation... Out of town or in the town? Well, I'll tell you what. My heart lies in the town, 100%. How I'm defined by other people... It's up to them, but I know where it, where it lies. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, 
not object to that. I'm going to challenge that. I don't. I think your heart probably lies out of town, but you're independent enough to know that you can be you that you can be a town if you know. I know that you he'll put the effort in to come into town, but he's just as happy to be an out of towner. I think what we're dealing with here, you know, episode one, post pilot, if you like, is you know the the prodigal out of town that we got here. We got the quintessential out of towner taking so much of the goodness of the towner and adapting it to out of town. Could be, yeah. And why not? You know, why not? If you're going to be an out of towner, you might as well be an out of country. I like Scotland. I must admit, mainly because there's no not mean people there. Hmm. Yeah, and no, I take that, we... I take that point. And I, do you know what? I can probably do agree with you. Yeah, there actually. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. Prodigal out of towner. What do you say, Khan? Should we? Should we? Should we pass sentence or? Yeah. Are we are we decide there's an out of towner. We agreed. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna go. Yes, I I think he is an out of towner per se, but he does. I think he crosses both. Yeah, uh, he's, he's quite a lot like me, to be honest. This is the, this is the thing. It, I, I think with the answers that he's given as well, is that he, he has a, a, a very um, town-centric outlook. Yeah. While living and sounding yeah. out of town. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, to me, he's the ideal out of towner. So, therefore, I will put him as an out of towner. But with merit, with merit, with distinction, I think. Yeah, exactly. So you are you know, distinguished. What are we town. gonna? What kind of planning permission are we gonna give him? Give him for his out of towner empire, four bedroom detached house. You know, this boy needs to needs comfort. He needs to move about. One of them bedrooms he needs as an office, at least. He's got two kids. They deserve one each. Yeah, with a big garden and a shed. We land. Yeah, we land. Yeah. We're going to give you. You've worked hard for your out of town status. You deserve a bit of room. And, and yeah, definitely. I'll take that. Yeah, I think you deserve that. Don't you, Judge Khan? Yes. Are we happy here? Oh, I'm very happy. Nice. <laughs> what about you, Anton? You happy with our come um, four bedroom house? Yeah, I'm extremely happy. It's like you're just imagine the barbecues. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you didn't mention the old, um, you know, Stanford deal, that could have got you five. You could have got an extra room. Well, that, that, funny enough, that <laughs> because before you mentioned it, that was one of my things was to say was I was going to give you a choice. Would you know if you was going to live in London, would you choose to live in East London? And the fact is, you chose to live in North London. Stanford deal um, as well. So. That well, was, I think you're clad in the issue. Stanford Hill back then. I don't think no, no, you're, no. You didn't notice it. I remember where I was working back then. I, I used to. I used to do Stanford Hill Billies. We used to call them. Well, well, yeah. You got the Stanford Hill Cowboys as well, but they're further up, more uh, uh, claps and common. Um, Stamford Hill back then was was there, it had its seedy site. Sand, um, I think it was Sandringham Road. Um, was a bit dodgy. I used to. I used to be on the. Um, Hang on, sorry. It was Stoke Newton, wasn't it? Stoke Newton. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Stoke Newton. Yeah, sorry. Stoke not Stamford Hill. Not Stamford Hill. Stoke. We just called them Stamford Hill. Well, they all merge into one, don't but, they? But this is what I mean. You I mean, know, I remember parking in Stamford Hill once and walking to Arsenal. I mean, I must admit, it was a bit of a walk at the end of yeah. Church Street, but it was still well walkable. So you are in North London now. It's a bit like your walk just now to the stadium. Well, yeah, comparable. You know, at the time though, when I lived there, it wasn't through. It was more through being supported. So my mate lived there. He was like, "Come on, live in this place, and it's fine." But I knew very quickly it was too far away. Where would you work based? Um, it was Central London. Right. Well, right, whereabouts in Central London? Right in. Uh, oh God, I'm trying to remember exactly. God, you're going back so long. I mean, I was not there long then. I was not there long. Oh, I remember uh, everything. I know, but do you know what? It was everyone, what everyone said to me, everything. I, do you know what I do? But there's some occasions in life that I try and forget about it in this one. I'll see. 
<laughs> You're blanking out parts of London Blank, now. Blanking out that part of my life, maybe. <laughs> mm. So uh, that doesn't sound too good. To, uh, could could oh, I reckon some birds talk to you into moving to Stan, Stoke and Hurton? Honestly, mate, I, I I I took a job solely for football. Didn't care about the job. It was a disaster. That's not what I can advise anyone to do. No. Um, is and, and literally didn't even look at the contract. Didn't read the salary. Wasn't bothered. Handed my notice in up here, jumped in a car, took all my belongings down, and it was a total from start to end. Well, I've quit two jobs over West Ham. So You're going to have to tell us how that happened. Yeah. Well, the, the fir- uh, apprentice locksmith leaves school. Apprentice locksmith, first bloke. So when, when it was YTS boy, and you was only allowed to work 36 hours, and he used to make me work. 12 hours a day so I'd only do three days a week but one day he made me work a Saturday and I'm not saying it's ingrained in my memory but it was FA Cup uh, fourth round against Orient in 1987 yeah yeah? and we drew we did uh, we needed a replay yeah actually I think it was the third round it was the third round yeah it was we, we, we played the replay on fourth round day because of bad weather, but because obviously I went to the replay. But yes, I didn't get to go to the um, on the Saturday the FA Cup game against Dorian at Brisbane Road. So on the Monday, I quit my job because I missed that game of football. Mm. I uh, get that. Now, as luck would have it, um, you, you then go down to the YTS place and say, I've walked out on them because you was contracted by the YTS people, not by the – they just placed you at this place. So I said, so you've got to send me somewhere else, but I want to be in East – like stay in East London. So they put me in a locksmith's on the Barking Road at Green Gate, <laughs> which meant I could work Saturdays and still make football. So um, I did two – I finished off my YTS apprenticeship now. So – uh, that was the first job that I quit. And then the next job, I was working for people fitting car alarms in and the Woolworth Road that were Millwall fans. And uh, again, um, clash with working weekends. The problem when you're a tradesman is they always expect you to work weekends. Yeah. And I, I just refused to do it. And in the end, I went, you know what? Keep your job. I'd rather watch football, thanks. So I left. And you did. Yeah. Yeah. And got a job working for a West Ham fan. Uh, uh, in Bethnal Green, funny enough. So he, yeah. he, he allowed me the time off to go football. You've got to meet a better person than that, mate, could you really? Well, I, well, I won't go down that road because it didn't end well. But... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well we still got story. time as well. Yeah, that was another story. Yes, uh, yes, that, that ended up in tribunal. Uh... <laughs> oh, God, <wouldn't> it? <laughs> Anything else you want to say, Anton, before we adjourn, Colt, mate? Uh, no, mate. Listen, it's, it's, I mean, do you know what, Nigel, that story there about, you know, quitting a job because of West Ham, I have similar stories, but not quitting the job, maybe just not taking the job because they wanted me to work weekends. So um, it was always in the forefront of my mind. Like, you know, listen, my wedding day, I spoke to you about that, Nigel. Every one of my tables names were, were named after something to do with West Ham. Were they? Yeah. Um, the cake, the wedding cake, it was a predominantly, yes, your typical wedding cake. But what it did have was the West Ham scarf wrapped around it, each tier. And um, and I was climbing up. My wife was uh, trying to chuck me off this cake because the whole point of the story was she was getting fed up with me having the West Ham connection. Um, She's not into the West Ham now. You are? She's not into West Ham. Well, she, she's, listen, she, she gets happy. She's happy when I'm happy and she's pissed off when I'm pissed off so and I, ah, but we should be pissed off at it mate <laughs> it's only a game I know I know I know but we're we're all we all know what it's like when when things don't go so yeah well, we so. do don't we yeah so yeah, yeah we do. No, it's, a, it's it's definitely definitely an interesting one but well Anton thank you very much thanks for having me on you are officially classed as a distinguished out of towner you are very distinguished. And, uh, Four uh, bedroom out of Where we pride. Yeah, I will do. Did I get a badge? Of course, I'm imaginary ass in your head now. <laughs> Just decorate it in your head now. Think of what you want in now. 
You can make <laughs> long. Give you give you misses a nice one. Don't make every room waste. Is it furnished? Does it not furnish? Bad idea. We should. No, get you've only given your planning permission, mate. We were cool. Like oh, fucking I think we should get some badges made up, like Blue Peter. Yeah, that's, it. that's not a bad idea. Oh, for fuck's sake, you're gonna have to post them. <laughs> this, that, and the other. Only the tans get them though. Ah, no, no, no. <laughs> no like, we, can, we can do. We can give the tanner some kind of title. Yeah. So it could be if this say if Anton was a tanner, it could have been Anton of Stoke Newington <laughs> if Stoke Newington was in the town. Yeah, it's definitely not. Exactly. But you know, we didn't go down that road. So, you know you know what people are like shit like that, don't they? Yeah. You know. All right then. All right, people. Well, thanks. thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah. Until next time, people. We'll be getting to know you later. Getting to know you, having a good nose about you. Having a gander, looking at what makes you tick. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.